0: Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every weekend, same time, same station. We're always here, and we hope you are always here too. We try to share with you as much information as we possibly can to help you make the best decisions, the best choices for a better life. You know, doctors don't keep us healthy. They don't even know how to keep themselves healthy. They have never been taught health, nutrition, diet, or any means to maintain a healthy lifestyle. And drug companies don't care because they make all their money on the illnesses of America. So the sicker population provides them with a tremendous amount of wealth and they want to satisfy their shareholders, not satisfy us. So we need to maintain good health, and it's our responsibility. It's all up to us. We make our choices. Everything we do every day begins with a choice. What you eat, what you wear, the route you take to your occupation, everything is a choice. And our health is also based on choices. What kind of diet do you follow? Good diet, healthy diet, bad diet, junk diet? What do you choose? How much exercise do you choose? How much sleep do you get? All based on choices. So we're here to point out some things that you can do to make better choices. So we have a really great lineup today to talk about one of my favorite topics is propolis, P-R-O-P-O-L-I-S. It's a bee product, B-E-E, B-E-E, product. And then we'll talk about how to die young, but at a very old age. And can housework reduce cancer risks? maybe some household chores can actually increase the risk of cancer based on the solutions of your housework. What do you use? How many chemicals? What are you breathing in? And how to increase your mental function and load with ashwagandha sometimes known as Indian ginseng. Now let's take a closer look at gallstones. They can be very irritating, very uncomfortable, and may help you choose better food. And then we'll talk a little bit about why chocolate is so good for your heart. I love chocolate. My favorite ice cream is chocolate. I have not had a scoop of ice cream in many, 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 many years. But if I had to cheat, chocolate ice cream would be on the top of the list. Chocolate almond ice cream. And then we'll talk about kids are going back to school shortly. So what are the good supplements for kids going back to school? We have a lot to talk about today, and we are here for the hour, so we want to go on and talk about the various topics that make a difference in the way that we choose our diet, choose our lifestyle choices. Propolis. More people are catching on to propolis. It's not a very common supplement. People just don't understand propolis, where it comes from, what it is, and why it is so important for a variety of reasons. While everyone has heard of honey, propolis is a bee product as well, but many people don't recognize it as a bee product. And everybody has a different Opinion of propolis. One lady said, I'll never, ever, I gave a lecture on propolis. And she said, I'll never, never take propolis as a supplement. I said, why? She said, well, it's bee vomit. (laughs) No, it's not bee vomit. Actually, what it is, it's a collection of plant life that comes from the surrounding area where bees populate, either in a hive or a colony. Bees want to protect their hive. They want to ensure the cleanliness, and they want to make sure that nothing contaminates the colony or the hive. Just one small viral infection could cause complete death of the colony so they go out there is a army of bees that go out and collect resin and plant life biologically active compounds from vegetation from trees and shrubs and buds and leaves and flowers and they bring it into the hive and they along with their saliva, and I think that's where she thought it was vomit, they just use their saliva because there are so many enzymes, bee enzymes in the saliva, and they mix beeswax with the plant vegetation and make it into what is often called bee glue or bee putty, produced by the bees from the resins gathered from nearby plants used to reinforce and to protect the hive. It's their home, they're smart. But you know, propolis is not really new. I've done a tremendous amount of research because it's one of my favorite ingredients. It contains over 300 biologically active compounds. Now drugs are one molecule One ingredient that targets one target, one pathway. Propolis is 300 different biologically active compounds, and it has been used for, well, there is records that go back 300 years before Christ. It goes back to almost the, well, probably to the beginning of the world. And there are over 4,000 published studies on propolis in the PubMed database of medical research articles. It is a very powerful substance. And it's so safe. There virtually has no side effects. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the many benefits of propolis. It's eye-opening, brain-boggling, As to how many benefits we can benefit from by using propolis. Even kids as young as infants can use propolis. It's antibacterial, kills off bacteria, more safe and better than antibiotics. It showed antibacterial effects against over 30 different bacteria. Including the antibiotic resistant infection bacteria. When bacteria cannot be killed off by antibiotics, it's resistant to the antibiotics. Problast will kill all pathogens, including viruses. It's very powerful antiviral. It reduces HIV entry into the cells by up to 98%. And it's as effective as the drug acyclovir in stopping herpes simplex, which is a virus-based infection. And people have cold sores and fever blisters, which is herpes simplex 1. Now, it also is very effective in herpes simplex 2, which is genital herpes, and it was tested on over 400 patients. Half the patients, 200 of them, were placed on propolis. The other 200 took acyclovir, an antiviral drug produced by Glasgow and, and Pfizer, And at the end of the study, those that took propolis were just as effective as acyclovir, but at a very, very small dosage. Acyclovir was a 5% concentration. Propolis was 0.5%, much, much less, but it was more effective or at least as effective as acyclovir. Also, anti fungal uh, uh, excuse me, anti-antifungal. <laughs> I get it. I'm so excited about this. I'm trying to get everything I can in. It's antifungal. Kills off fungal infection. In a test against 15 common fungal pathogens, including Candida albicans, propolis stopped almost all fungal activity. It's a very powerful antioxidant. Propolis increased glutathione levels by 50% in prostate cancer cells. That is very health promoting. It worked extremely well on targeting breast cancer in women and prostate cancer in men. It's also anti-inflammatory reduces inflammation throughout the body. And here's a new study that I referred to earlier, the HIV study, and how the HIV patients benefited from propolis. Infection with HIV speeds up the body's aging process. By as much as five years, these patients at high risk of aging-related chronic conditions like liver, heart, and kidney disease don't have much hope. But now with propolis, they may have. What about oxidative stress, which is believed to be a major contributor of premature aging for these patients? In a double-blind placebo-controlled trial in 40 patients with HIV, who were also receiving standard drug treatments, found that the researchers tested the effects of propolis at neutralizing oxidative stress. The results of this study versus placebo. The patients treated with propolis about 200 to 400 milligrams a day, small dosages, had significantly lower oxidative stress levels and increased antioxidant activity. That means it protects the cells from premature aging or dying off or being tweaked metabolically to cancer or some other disease. Of this study, the researchers concluded that propolis could be helpful in delaying the onset of the chronic diseases that are so common in HIV patients. Now, what about COVID 19? Probus here comes to rescue that kind of infection as well. COVID cases and the numbers of cases began to climb over the summer. With hospitalization up 10% in late summer. Researchers tested the ability of a purified, concentrated propolis called propolis EP300. You might want to jot that down because that's the one that is the most studied propolis. E, propolis EP300 to stop different types of RNA viruses. Now here's what you have to consider. Propolis is a really sticky substance. And in the winter, it's very brittle. But it also contains all the waxes, bee wax, and resin, which we can't digest. We can't digest beeswax. We can't digest the resin. So if you really want to have a high concentration of propolis, those have to be removed without damaging the biologically active compounds in propolis. So you have to use some very safe and non-damaging mechanical means to clean the propolis take out all the B parts and it's very purified so propolis EP300 is that type of propolis so of the RNA viruses this family of viruses includes feline virus human virus as well as viral disease affecting horses and cattle. A five minute exposure to propolis reduced the VSV virus by over 99%. And here are some other facts. These are research facts. These are scientific facts. Feline, or otherwise cat, Virus was reduced 99.9% after 15 minutes exposure to propolis. The human COVID 19 was reduced 99.9% after 30 minutes of exposure. So propolis is useful for viral and bacterial infections as well as yeast, and fungal infections. And is safe for adults and children. Now, there are not many natural substances, alternative remedies, that can have an effect on all types of pathogens. So it's referred to as a multi-antimicrobial ingredient. It kills every pathogen known, some greater, but it kills off many of them to the extent of 99.9%. That's huge. And it works extremely well for children, even infants, and especially for ear infection, throat infection, all kinds of infection. Now, uh, I wanna make sure you understand that if you feel that your child has an infection, or if you don't know what it is, consult with your physician. Let your doctor diagnose the condition. Then make your choices. Do you want to take a prescription for your, di- your child? Do you want to use a natural alternative like propolis? There's where you make your choices. Now, I don't make choices for you. I can just tell you what propolis does and the effects for the benefits of propolis. You can expect to use propolis for all immune function concerns. Everything. Prevention and treatment of respiratory infections. Viral and bacterial. You know, antibiotics kill off bacteria. But most infections are caused by a virus. So if you go in with a cold or flu. 99% Ninety-nine percent will be a viral infection. But doctors want to be so helpful, and I don't know why, but they'll give you an antibiotic. And less than two percent to one to two percent are the viral infection and colds caused by a bacteria. But now with propolis, you kill everything. Viral and bacterial as well as fungal infection, like the common cold, influenza, ear infections. And it also is a very powerful general immune tonic. Keep your immune system functioning at peak optimal levels throughout the year. You don't have to wait to get a colon flu to use propolis. Propolis can be your preventative remedy so that you don't have a infection. So when you come into contact with somebody who is has an active infection, they may not know it, you don't know it, but all of a sudden you come down with an illness. Keep your immune system running smooth at a peak optimal level. Propolis kills off candida and many other fungal infections, canker sores, fever blisters, and also Peptic ulcers, any infection in the gastrointestinal tract area, and cancer. There are many, many studies that indicate that propolis works as effectively as drugs for the treatment of cancer and the prevention of cancer and actually makes drugs more effective. So when a cancer patient has accepted the prescription from their oncologist and they're taking a cancer drug, propolis can make that cancer drug more effective, less toxic, less damaging to the brain cells and liver cells and lower the risk of it metastasizing, spreading throughout the body. So in all cases of the 4,000 studies, has been shown to equal or to better results than prescription drugs. Now that I take every day. I take propolis every day. 200 to 400 milligrams daily. If I'm traveling a lot, if I'm in with a lot of uh, crowds or areas where I could, could become more susceptible, I boost it up to 400 milligrams daily. When I'm home and I don't meet a lot of people, I'm in the office, I'm at home, I lower my dosage. But when I'm traveling and I'm going to a foreign country and I'm on airplanes several times during that period of travel, I boost it up. I want to take a higher level of propolis and I want to make sure that I am well covered to make sure that my immune system is operating at a very high peak optimal level. Now, how do you pick your propolis? Well, all clinical studies were done on a purified propolis. So, therefore, you have to remove the wax, the resin, and any impurities that yields a less concentrated extract. You have to remove these to make sure that you have a very powerful, concentrated, purified extract without disturbing the biologically active compounds that are commonly found in propolis. And then also, in obtaining the propolis, to make sure that propolis comes from an ethical management of beehives is very important. Mortality among European wild bees is as high as 20%. We have to save the bees. And as I was saying, take 200 to 400 milligrams daily. There is absolutely no adverse effects, no side effects. Very safe for kids. Now, I hope you want to die young but at a very old age. And here's how. Here's how you can work on that to die at a younger age, youthfully, without being old. So here's my life. Here's my plan. My plan for a long, healthy life. There are three principles that I believe in. We don't need sugar. We don't need a lot of carbohydrates because carbohydrates ultimately is sugar because it converts the carbs to sugar to be able to metabolize the carbohydrates. And the more sugar we consume in carbs like pasta, bread, Any flour or grain product then has to be converted to sugar. And the more sugar, uh, wherever it comes from, causes a tremendous burden on the manufacturing of insulin in our body. So we can't produce the level of insulin compared to what is now the amount of sugar Americans eat. So we should be eating more protein. More protein builds our body's strength, muscular structure, and bones. There are 20 amino acids that make up protein. There's eight amino acids that are essential that we have to get from an outside source. My body does not make them the other 12 the body our body makes them so that's why we need more protein and healthy fats more fat than protein and very little carbohydrates so i start my day off with a protein drink i use enough water in the blender just to cover the blades a cup of berries all different kinds i choose one kind for a few days, then I change the berries. And, uh, but my favorite is aronia berry. Then I add two or three raw eggs, mostly three. And I should also caution you to let you know that raw eggs can be susceptible to salmonella and could cause you to be ill and sick and have diarrhea and stomach problems. It's not a fun thing to go through. But I have eaten raw eggs for, I can't remember how long, 25, 30, I don't know, years. And I have never had a problem. And I stick with farm eggs that the chickens are running free, eating bugs and worms. And then I add a good scoop, a teaspoon or two, of freeze-dried berries like mackie or aronia or a black raspberry and then a scoop of egg white protein for additional protein so my drink is about 10 grams of carbohydrates 40 grams of protein so it's a good source of amino acids And we use all these amino acids, like we use the alphabet. There's 26 letters in the alphabet, but we can make thousands and thousands and thousands of words. And in the protein, we have 20 amino acids. And the body knows, in its wisdom, to structure those amino acids to produce your soft tissue, your muscles, your hormones. Everything. If we would squeeze everything out of the body, all the water is gone. The only thing left is protein. Our body needs protein from day one till the end of our life. And we'll live a healthier, better life overall. So I've got to pause here for a moment. I'll come back with more about my plan for a long, healthy life right after this right here On Terry Talks Nutrition, I'm Terry Naturally. And welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally with our second portion of the program. We're here to the top of the hour. We'll tell you more about how to be healthy. This is my plan. This is what I do. You can use it as a template for your long, healthy life. Or you can make your adjustments. Maybe you won't want to add raw eggs. Some people just don't like the thought of eating raw eggs. You you don't even know they're in the drink. You If I made you a protein drink and didn't tell you what was in it, and you drank it, you'd say, wow, that was excellent. That was good. It was delicious. I don't gag anything down. I don't think you need to. Everything naturally in the way that we make it can be very, very nutritious and delicious. And then, my second plan, my second part of the plan, do not overeat. Animal studies have shown that eating a low-calorie diet of nutritious foods, very dense nutrition, increases lifespan by 20 to 30%. People who are thin overall, will live longer than those that are overweight and obese. And then, number three of my plan for a long, healthy life. Live a life of movement. Movement burns calories and strengthens muscles and bones. Try for at least 30 minutes of movement a day. But even 10 minutes would be of some benefit. If you follow the kettlebell swing and the kettlebell squat, you've got about 12 minutes of exercise. Now, it's going to take you about 30 minutes to do the exercises, but it's really only about 6 to 12 minutes of real exercise. The rest is passive exercise, excuse me, passive resting in between sets of the exercise. But you can find more of my suggestions on diet and exercise on TerryTalksNutrition.com. This is my website. It's my educational website. You know, I'm with you an hour. That's not nearly enough to help you understand more about how to have a really long, healthy life. So go to my website, you'll learn more. You can listen to my radio shows that you may have missed. You can take them with you wherever you are. You can subscribe to my newsletter. I write a newsletter every week, and we send it to your email address every Friday. You can also find my books on my website. I wrote 10 to 12 to 15 books. Very informative, very easy to read, very friendly to read. Um, I don't use a lot of science. I just tell you why it works and how you can feel better overall. Now, can housework reduce cancer risk? But I also think it can actually increase cancer risk if you're using a lot of chemicals in your housework, cleaning. Now, high-intensity exercise or just activity in your everyday life can make a difference in your life. Researchers in Australia analyzed data from over 20,000 non-exercising adults with absolutely no history of cancer, average age of 62, who were actively trackers during the study period. And they wore these active trackers during the study to track their activity. The researchers cross-referenced this data with the participants' health records for seven years, seven years in advance, looking for any incident of cancer. The results these researchers found, three to five minutes daily. That's why I'm talking about you could use, my plan use 30 minutes of exercise every day but you can use a lot less exercise if it is of a a intense burst of exercise. So from this research, three to five minutes daily of short burst vigorous physical activity significantly reduce the risk of kidney, bladder, stomach, and lung cancer by up to 32%. Now, we're not talking drugs. We're talking just moving, just having high-intensity activity. We have such a lazy, laid-back American lifestyle. Too much food, too much rich food, too much sugar, too much carbohydrates. We are primed to be a very sick country. And when you're doing this intense exercise, there is no formal workout necessary. This study found that one or two minutes daily, chores that get you huffing and puffing, like carrying heavy bags of groceries, going up and down and around with kids and dogs, was all that was needed for protection against cancer. I follow a gentleman by the name of Dan John. Dan John was a very elite athlete. And I think he was a discus athlete, throwing the discus. And what he likes to tell people is, do things that will increase your quality of life functionally. Like like loading your, your back hatch or your trunk with groceries or carrying out two big bags of groceries. All these things we do naturally. So if you're going to exercise, try to use exercises that improves that functionality. So he believes in pushing things, heavy things, pushing things, pulling things and carrying things. One of the best exercises you can get is to have a heavy bag depending on what heavy means to you. For some people, heavy means 10 pounds, and for some people, it may be 50 pounds. But have a bag that you can bear hug and then walk 100 yards or whatever you can walk and set the bag down and rest and then pick up the bag and bear hug it and walk another 50 or 40 or 30 or 100 yards. Or do what is called the carries. Get a kettlebell and do the suitcase carry. So how do you carry a suitcase? On one side of your body, right? You carry your kettlebell on one side of your body. Because your body is fighting to stay aligned and walk with a really good posture. Walk somewhat briskly, but make really good steps. Maybe go 30, 40, whatever amount you can, set the kettlebell down, rest a moment, pick it up on the other side of your body. First, you went down with your right hand carrying the kettlebell. Now come back to your starting position, carrying it in your left hand. So now you're getting both sides to work independently of one another. Gives you more strength overall. So when you're carrying something, every muscle in your body is fighting to help you manage that weight. And you aren't just doing bicep curls. You're not just doing tricep push-ups. You're actually working every muscle in your body, your legs, your back, your arms, everything. And that's what makes you more fit than working out with weights. Here's another subject I love, ashwagandha commonly known as indian ginseng i don't know why but some reason ginseng does not grow in india it's not one of the ayurvedic herbs of india but ashwagandha is commonly known as indian ginseng because it has many of the same properties as ginseng and there are so many good studies to show the benefits of ashwagandha. And here is one that I ran across that I thought would be interesting to you. Better mental control with ashwagandha. And this study reviewed healthy young subjects. The participants were young and healthy. The average age age was only 23. And they underwent cognitive function testing to establish a baseline measurement. And then a week later, took the same type of test. Again, after receiving just a single dose, a single dose of ashwagandha, 400 milligrams. The cognitive test measured reaction time, attention, accuracy, short-term memory. The researchers found, based on the results, after treatment with ashwagandha, the participants of this study experienced increased reaction time, better memory, Especially as the tests increased in difficulty, better attention, and less mental fatigue. The researchers concluded that ashwagandha improves executive function. The mental skills that allow us to plan, focus attention. Remember and juggle multiple multiple tasks so these are the functions of an executive using their mental skills that helps them plan and manage the company how they can focus their attention and they have many tasks daily And to remember those tasks and not to forget and how to juggle those multiple tasks. This makes for a very good executive. And ashwagandha helps create a better mental control throughout the test. So what should you know about ashwagandha? Well, typically extracts, and it comes from the root, on the underground portion. Some companies that are cheating use the leaves and the stems and grind them up with the root to reduce the cost because roots are more expensive. And typically extracts are standardized to about 5%. And these compounds, called with are the key components of ashwagandha. But most recent research has used higher standardization. Now you can find ashwagandha not only concentrated at 5% of these key compounds, but up to 35% seven times stronger. So you only need about 150 milligrams, one to three times daily. Some of the lower quality of ashwagandha, you need it up as much as 1,200 to 1,500 milligrams, two or three times daily. And there are no significant side effects, no adverse effects, very, very safe and has been used for thousands and thousands of years in India. Anybody who has had gallstone attacks really understand the pain. So let's take a closer look at gallstones and why they crystallize. So gallstones are crystallized deposits Of digestive fluid that form in the gallbladder and there are some major risk factors that cause people to be I would I guess I would call them gallstone formers they form more gallstones than most other people why well number one obesity when you're overweight diabetes type 2 And if you're female, women are three times more likely to develop gallstones than men. And losing weight too fast. Rapid weight loss. Because the liver has to metabolize the fat from losing weight. It secretes more bile, which can form a gallstone. You know, the liver produces bile, and it dumps it into the gallbladder as a reservoir. And then when we eat, or we, we are thinking about eating, more bile starts to flow from the gallbladder into the, into the digestive tract to help digest fats. And gallstones are associated with a significantly increased risk of gallbladder and liver cancer. One study found that 75% of patients with gallbladder cancer also started with gallstones. So gallstones lead, in many cases, to gallbladder cancer. Now, the right diet can prevent gallstones. And you might think that sounds funny, but the best way is to avoid a low-fat diet. We need fat, all forms of healthy fat, both monounsaturated and saturated, not polyunsaturated. Polyunsaturated are pro-inflammatory. They're highly rancid, and they are highly oxidized, all vegetable oils, otherwise known as seed and nut oils. Over five excuse me, over 50,000 men between the ages of 40 and 75 were surveyed every two years for 12 years including collecting data on diet and incidence of gallbladder, gallstones. The results of this survey, the highest carb intake, bread, pasta, cakes, pies, cookies, you name it, anything made from grains or the grain flour. And when they had the highest carb intake, it was associated with a 59% increased risk of gallstones versus low-carb intake. Looking at starch intake only, high starch intake was associated with 43% increase risk of gallstones versus low-starch intake. High-carb intake, the American diet. American diet is very high in sugar and carbohydrates, and therefore, it stimulates the liver to produce cholesterol, raises inflammatory triglycerides, reduces the HDL, or more commonly known as the good cholesterol. All are factors that can play a role in gallstone formation. That's why the healthiest diet is a diet of high protein. That means about a gram of protein for every pound of body weight. So somewhere my intake of protein is about 120 to 140 grams of protein daily. My carbohydrates are about 20 to 40 grams of carbohydrates daily and absolutely no sugar. My carbs come from a little bit of fruit, berries, broccoli, brussels sprouts, some vegetables, and lots of olive oil and other good fats. Butter, absolutely. Beef tallow, excellent. I usually scramble my eggs in butter or beef tallow. This helps to lower the level of carbohydrates, to lower your risk of all diseases. Carbohydrates and sugar are the culprit that make us at a higher risk of diseases. Now, a little bit of chocolate is not so bad. In fact, it's good for your heart. Previous research has found that chocolate is beneficial for blood pressure and the lining of the blood vessels. In a newly published study, researchers looked for an association between chocolate intake and coronary artery blood vessels supplying the heart and preventing diseases. They combined results from six studies on coronary artery disease, with a total of 336,000 people participating in the study, who had reported their chocolate intake. And the results, compared with rarely eating chocolate, eating chocolate at least once a week, just once a week, reduced the risk of coronary heart disease by 8%. Dark chocolate, not milk chocolate. A small serving of dark chocolate with a high percentage of cocoa, I like 100%, 90% 90% is good. At least over 70% is good. And this will maximize the beneficial effects of the flavanols that minimize calorie and sugar. So chocolate has a place, if not overdone, even good things taken to excess are not beneficial. Moderation, including moderation. Is the way to go. So that, my friends, I'm all out of time. I'm ready to ready to wrap up today's program. I just want to remind you that you can find us here every week, every weekend, same time, same station. We're here to help you, and if you think anyone else can benefit from our health tips, help. Tell them to join us right here every weekend or go to my website, TerryTalksNutrition.com and there you can listen to the radio show live or on demand. So that, my friends, say a prayer for this crazy, crazy world. We're in, I don't know, we're in deep, deep hole right now. God bless you, my friends, and God bless this great world. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.